the One Two Football Podcast. The voices of tomorrow here today. Is Dean Smith the man to take Aston Villa forward? I don't think so. Why can't Everton break into the top four? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer will lead Manchester United to a Premier League title. He just needs time. Hey guys, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nathan, and today we're talking all about Manchester United and what has been a disaster of a week for them. I'm here with Ollie and Kieran. How are you guys? Not just not good. I can't, I'm laughing, <laughs> but it's to cover the the sadness. Yeah, now obviously we're going to get into into Manchester United, and as the you know the Man United fan on on this podcast, I, I'm sure I'm going to have, have a lot to say. But you, we were saying just a minute ago, we don't think there's going to be much fire in this because no one can argue that they're doing great. So I'm not personally doing great in football terms, but but yeah, how are you doing, Kieran? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm feeling all right. Optimistic about everything. About life, that's a bit deep, but nonetheless. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in good spirits, actually. Hopefully, that will remain. Yeah, we might not disagree on too much this episode, but it's going to be a very interesting talk about everything Man United because it's just a really weird situation. It's a situation that a lot of people thought would improve after Ole Gunnar Solskjaer departed, and it just hasn't. It, it just hasn't improved since then, and it's sort of mainly been summarised by the past two results, and that has been the loss to Middlesbrough on penalties, and the draw with Burnley, where, you know, Burnley probably could have nicked it, Man United could have, you know, it was an even game, they had an even game with the worst team in the Premier League. So, Oli, after that game, how were you feeling after that Burnley game? I mean, I got photo evidence, I predicted a 1-1 draw. So, I mean, that says a lot going into the game, to be honest. I didn't have any hope that we were going to win, even though they were bottom of the table. I mean... No team worth over £1 billion, and I'm pretty sure we're worth £1.02 billion, should be drawing to a Burnley team or should be losing to Middlesbrough. Just, just facts. You shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but we, we're just going in the same, same circle. Since Ferguson's left, we've had good stages, poor stages, all right stages and back down to being absolutely crap. And we're just not moving on. We're not getting anywhere. I think a lot of people thought, you know, with Ralph coming in, that we, we might see some progress, me being one of them. Um, but it's just not happened. And I think one of you, I can't remember, it might have been Kieran, said it when we were on about Ralph coming in and said how he's been out of management for quite a few years now. He's been in a, a further up role and he wasn't in, hasn't been in management. I think that's starting to show. I know that he's the godfather of Gegne Press, but... Gegne Press. Whatever it is. Um, but I mean, yeah. Just, probably isn't that the way United play. Exactly. But the <laughs> thing is, spelled- it's just not working. It seems like... The tactics have adapted over time. So he obviously brought it in quite a few years back. Other managers have perfected it. And he's very still stuck in the old style of that play. And it's not working. And on top of that, he seems to be very... A one-hit wonder sort of thing. He can use that tactic. And if it's not working, he was very... He wasn't changing it quick enough. It clearly wasn't working in his first two games. I mean, the first game was quite good under Fair, but after that, it wasn't working. And it took so long to change to a 4-2-3-1. And now he clearly doesn't know how to use this formation. But on top of that, it's the players. It's the whole thing. We'll get into it completely. But yeah, as you can tell, I'm absolutely fuming and it's just not going very well at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Nathan, but from an outside perspective, this is a decline that is beautiful to watch. Probably more for you, because I can't yeah. really say a lot. Sure, it's, str- it's so strange because I don't like Manchester United. But even I sometimes, I, I'm watching the players play and I'm getting annoyed. I don't want this team to win, but I'm getting annoyed because I've said this before. This group of Manchester United players, I feel like it's maybe one of the most dislikable squads of players I've ever seen in terms of there's not much there to, to get behind. There's not much there to support. There, there, there just seems to be a sense of entitlement 
from from these players that they, they think they can kind of just stroll along you hear the reports about how it was like what 18 players or it was a wild it was a two-digit number of players that had already gone against Ralph Ragnick like a couple of weeks after he'd come in you know and it, it just seems to me like there's a lot you can kind of compare it to Arsenal in a sense and kind of it's not the manager as such but it's the whole outlook of the club it, it, and it stems from the ownership it stems from the Glazers accepting mediocrity for years now and accept top four mediocrity for years and that has seen Manchester United decline because the attitude now is we'll just get fourth and it'll be all right so I think it stems from the club down so I can't even revel in this so much because some of the players I like the one or two Man United players I like is in the, like the ones that play for England you know Marcus Rashford Harry Maguire they're the worst, they're the stinkiest ones. So now I'm, I'm like, so as, as much as I should be enjoying it, I'm hating it in a way. I'm, I'm liking that they're losing, but I'm hating seeing some, having to watch them play this bad I'd rather than just get unlucky all the time and lose games. But they're just playing so miserable. It's hard to even enjoy it because they're just so dislikable, this group of players. But as I say, and again, it's another thing we'll probably we'll definitely touch on with the Glazer ownership of Match United. Yeah, I feel like personally it stems all the way from the top and it's just trickled its way down into the club. And, and now it's the ethos of the club is kind of the acceptance of, of mediocrity in the same way as I say Arsenal have had for the past uh, six, seven years. Yeah, I don't know. It's shocking that a Liverpool fan isn't, you know, enjoying this so much. Yeah, I'm maybe, not, I'm, maybe I'm, my, I'm probably on my own in that. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah all the Liverpool fans are going to be hating on you right now, fake, fake <laughs> fan. Now, nah, but um, I'm not even going to go as up as far as the Glazers, you know, I think everything has been said that you can possibly say on them. Um, you know, like I said, I think Ralph could be the wrong man for it. Um, and I think the players have turned against it. And I think you've got it right there with the fact that there's too many big personalities in it. And I'm not, there's nothing wrong with big personality, but these are huge personalities and they're just so stubborn and they think they're better than everyone. You've got the likes of, I know he's only just came back, but I'm going to list, list some of these players anyway. You've got Ronaldo. He's coming and I'm not going to lie to you, I would not care if he left in the summer. It was amazing for him to come back. I wanted him to come back. He's Cristiano Ronaldo. I cried when he left Man United in the start and now I'm crying <laughs> because he's here. It's no shock to see that Cavani probably led the line yesterday and we played better when he's leading, when Cavani's leading line, granted we drew to Burnley, but we still do better when Cavani's there and Ronaldo isn't because he's so selfish. The same with Pogba. Even Bruno is turning in selfish at the minute. Too many of these players currently know that we're in a bad bit of form and are trying to spark their own form back rather than the team. They're getting in positions where they could lay off a pass, they could do that and that, but they go for the heroics because they want to be the person to change this around. And that's because they're all about themselves. They're just too selfish and they're not playing as a team. And I'm not sure what we can possibly do. We have spent millions of pounds in Ferguson's left. We have brought in different managers, okay? We have got a temporary manager from a temporary manager, for God's sake. What more can this club possibly do? It is honestly, I'm laughing, but I'm in so much pain down because it's so <laughs> bad. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I went through the Man United team earlier on today and listed the players that I would not mind, let's say in a couple of years time to be in the starting lineup and ones I wouldn't mind to be our backup players, okay? And the number of players that I've actually got for the future of this club are quite poor. So my starting lineup, goalkeepers, you know, De Gea, he's back in his form. I like De Gea, that's fine. He's saving us this season in a lot of games. I've got Varane. I think he's came in. It's not been the greatest first season for him to come in because we've not been doing very well. But out of all the defenders, he looks more solid. And I know we're still, we're, our defence has improved since Ralph's come in. And I think that's also down to Varane. He's not done spectacular. But I mean, with the people around him, you can't blame him for the sort of form he's on. Bruno, I've just slated him. 
And granted, he's not doing very well now. He didn't do very well towards the end of last season. He seemed to do really well in the start of his career under Oli, but it's all gone wrong. I think he's the sort of player that he requires a team to do well for him to do well. Because I think everyone's so negative that he thrives off of the team around him and he can't even lift them up. And I think that's negatively impacting him. But I always still have him in the starting lineup. And I know this guy's leaving in the uh, in the summer and he's getting old. He's probably going to retire soon. But Cabani, if he was younger, I'd have him there still because his work rate is incredible. But I've only named De Gea, Boran, Bruno and Cavani as players that I wouldn't mind if they had the ages in them to still be in the club in three, four years' time. Shaw and Tellez, I think they're all good players, but for squad depth, McTominay, I like, you guys don't. Sancho, I think we need to see more of him, but I think against Middlesbrough, it was Sancho's best game. I think he did really well in the first half. And then Alenga, I think that poor guy's got a lot of hate after he missed a penalty. But right now, Cavani, Alenga and De Gea are literally the only players that look like they actually want to be playing for Manchester United and not for themselves. And I think that says a lot. So really, I've got four players and maybe eight in total that I wouldn't mind being in the club at some sort of way, but only four in the starting lineup. And I think that says a lot about the current Manchester United squad. It's, it's an interesting one, Cavani as well, because I think, was it Cavani that didn't want to ask for time off after the, the before the Middlesbrough game? While Fred was turning up after playing a full international break, Cavani wasn't playing as much. So, I mean, even when you look at Cavani, someone that while he's on the pitch works hard, is his heart in it? Is his heart really in it in terms of the amount he's willing to sacrifice to play for, for Manchester United? Because, and, and it, again, it just kind of reflects that attitude. I was looking at um, a stat because I, I was pretty sure I was right with it, but, and I was. David De Gea has the most saves in the Premier League. And if you think about the stat of the most saves in the Premier League, this is a stat that is truly reserved for the best goalkeeper in the relegation. Sam Johnston, Jordan Pickford, they win this stat. David De Gea is on 82 saves this season. Mesley's on 68 and he's second. That's terrible. Like, he's having a great season, De Gea, but the fact that Man United have been so poor is just reflecting in a stat that is usually held by, by a lower mid-table goalkeeper that De Gea has this. I think it just... It's, they can't defend, and we will talk about Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw because these are two players here that, after the Euros, I we all probably thought were, were world class or just were at that level below, just that level below world class, which is still a very good level. It's going to be great for Manchester United. Oh, we've got Varane, we've got Maguire. He's just come off the Euros. You know what performance? England to the final. Shaw scored in the final and was the best, probably the best left back in the Premier League last year. But this season, I mean, Kieran, what's happened to them? They've they've been so bad. I've, I've sat and like observed everything here and I've formed my opinion from this before we started this and also from what you guys have said. And it's just, it's so clear to me, it's not a short-term fix. Like, this is a deep-rooted problem at Manchester United Football Club. It used to mean something to play for Man United. You know, I, I hate to revert back to the, the good days of football where you'd get two-footed challenges that would be, oh, he's trying to get the ball, it's not a red card. But Roy Keane epitomised, I think, what it meant to play for United. You know, it's the it's the littlest things as in the in the tunnel before they were meant to go out. The officials weren't ready. Roy Keane was thinking, now nah, stuff this, we're getting out there. And every single player, without hesitation, followed him. If Harry Maguire does that, I guarantee you they're looking at him like, what, what is he doing? Why is he going out by himself? We're not following him. Sod that. Your standards and your ability to build as a as a team, you know, it starts from your captain really. And when your captain is is as bad as Harry Maguire has been, and I also I, I, I this right, I'm gonna I'll coin back to what Nathan said when it annoys him watching certain, some of these players. It's the whining, it's the whinging, it's the complaining that pisses me off so much. Like I I don't watch football to see that. I want. 
you know, if you make a mistake, own up to it. Don't stick your hand in the air, waiting for the Lionsman to put his flag up. Don't wait for a yard. Don't run over to the ref like this. No, that's not what I want to see when I watch football. I want to see passion, desire, commitment, a proper game of football. And I don't think any of the United players have that in them right now. That, that mentality has gone. And what once was so important, you know, the core, the ethos, the, the mentality of what being a Manchester United player is, was, was all about. I used to, back in the day, go and thinking, looking at the fixture list, oh, I've got to go to Old Trafford. You just assume that you've lost. It was, it was that kind of atmosphere. It was that kind of expected outcome. You look at Old Trafford on your fixtures now and you think, oh, we could, we could nick something there. We might even win. That fear and that kind of power that United had in English football on the European stage has just withered into absolutely nothing. And it's not a secret anymore. Like Everyone is aware of it, whether it's the management team you have, the people that you surround yourself with, um, the board of directors, the owners, the players. It, there's too many yes men there's too many people who are okay with accepting mediocrity and until you rid those people from the club and those players from the club it's going to continue and yeah you might have those short-term fixes where you had that great run in the Europa League the the last minute winner that Rashford scored the other week where you know you look at the celebrations and you think this is a group of players who want to do well but then you're just brought back down to earth by the Middlesbrough result and the result last night um, for when we're, we're recording this and speaking about this. So you, they need to stop relying on these short-term moments. You know, it's it really is moment FC at the moment. You're just waiting for someone to produce some magic because that's what you need and that's not sustainable at all as United are mostly now finding out. So I think, I'm sorry, Ali, but I, I, you're, the emotion you're feeling right now, I'd imagine it's going to carry on for at least another few years. A hundred percent. I have no doubt of that, but I've got used to it in a way, kind of. I, I have and I haven't. It's been going on since Fergie, Fergie left and uh, and there's no, obviously you expect some sort of a, a fullback after a manager of that pedigree and that long leaves, but you don't expect it to be this hard hitting. Um, I think like you said, you know, players used to want to come to Man United. It, it was Manchester United, for God's sake. You know, we were, we were the best, you could argue, the best in the world. Um, but now you come to Man United for a, for a fat paycheck. You don't come here, it seems, to, to want to play for this club. All of these players are on loads of money. I mean, they're getting paid millions and they're not doing anything. So it kind of feels like you come to Man United now because it's Manchester United, you're going to get a good paycheck. It looks great on your CV to say you paid Man United. And then you don't really have that desire to be there. Like you said, the likes of Roy Keane, you know, the likes of uh, Wayne Rooney, all of these players, even not that far back as Wayne Rooney, but even further back than that, you can say with like the... The, that famous year of the 96 or whatever, but the class 96, but they played because they wanted to play for Man United. They wanted to play these football. And you can kind of see it in some of the youth players that Man United are bringing through. The likes of Alenga, they're coming on the pitch. They look exciting. They want to make a name for themselves. And they're playing because they want to play football. And they want to play, more importantly, for Manchester United. The players at the club now that they, these youngsters should be looking up to, like Ronaldo, like Pogba, these players, they just aren't interested. The whining that you said a minute ago annoys me so much with Ronaldo. He looks down at the pitch every time a shot goes wide. Now, nah, bloke, just look at your foot and think, why did I hit it like that? Stop looking at the grass. Stop complaining it's wet. Stop going up to the referee. Stop diving in the box. It's so annoying to me. And it, I was watching the Middlesbrough game and Ronaldo ran on through and the goalie came out and then Ronaldo ran around the goalie and then he stayed up 
And the, the commentator turned around and said, oh, I'm surprised Ronaldo didn't go down then. He probably got a penalty. But I was actually happy Ronaldo didn't go down because the amount of times he could probably take around a goalie and score instead of just falling down trying to get a penalty and he doesn't get it frustrates me. And granted, this time he didn't actually score, so maybe he should have gone down this occasion. But it's so annoying. The players at Man United aren't Manchester United players. They're players for themselves, they're getting a nice paycheck, and they're going to leave. I cannot wait, honestly, for Paul Popper to leave. I've been saying for years, I think he should stay, things should stay. But I think he's just, in a way, uh, this could be really harsh, but I feel like he's also, I think he's like a poison in a way. I feel like he kind of, since he's come back, we started to get a bit of form and stuff like that. And the minute Pogba sort of gets this morale thing, which he just, he thinks he's better than everyone else. A lot of other players have started getting it as well. And the more players we bring in, the more it's rubbing off on, uh, off on other players. You know, under Oli, we seem to be okay. We brought in Ronaldo now. We another ego that's very sort of up his own arse in a way. We have the likes of Paul Pogba. And I think it's just rubbing off on other players. And I just don't think it's helping. So yeah, I agree. It's not a short-term fix, this. Um, I'm prepared to be in a lot of pain for a few more years, but something has got to change. And I cannot, honestly, I really want them to bring in the whole of the Ajax, all right? I want the manager, I want Edwin van der Sar, I want everyone to come in, I want everyone to go. I don't care if we just play the youth players because we need something big to change and it's just painful right now. It's really painful. Yeah, make sure you don't bring in over Mars. He's a bit, he's a bit dodgy on, on the text. Yeah, maybe but... everyone from... <laughs> Can't get worse. It, 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 it's, a, it's such a... It's, is this the worst recruitment, like, of the... Is this some of the worst recruitment ever? <laughs> In I terms of the amount Manchester United have spent. I don't and, think it's the, the thing is got. the recruitment I don't think is bad necessarily. Bruno Fernandes, a fantastic signing. Ronaldo on paper, a great signing. Jaden Sancho, outstanding at Russia Dortmund. Varane, a world-class centre-back. This is not bad recruitment. We are signing great players. That's why there is no excuse but, for what but. is happening. Are they buying? Uh, this is, might be the problem. Not just are they, they're just buying great players. They're not building a great team. Is that is that the problem? I think the problem is on paper, like we're saying here, they look amazing additions. And I think if you take Ronaldo out, we would be having a better season. Maybe not in the Champions League, but overall, I think it would because when you have certain big players like Ronaldo, it's hard to drop them. Okay, it's hard to drop these big personalities and because they should be starting. But I think, you know, if we didn't bring in Ronaldo, Jane Sancho would be starting a lot more, I think, and he would be in a lot better form. I think he only gets bit little bits in the in the first team and that's not enough to bring momentum back to his game he's quite clearly in a bit bad bit of form he's quite clearly morale's quite down so give him a chance give him one two or three games to actually get that going and I guarantee you he'll turn out to be a good signing as I've said Varane I think he's I think everyone's overlooking at him a bit because you know like you're saying De Gea is doing all these saves and everything like this but he's actually doing okay in the heart of that defense I think he's doing all right but yeah, I don't know where you can look at it. I think certain signings have been poor, like Cristiano Ronaldo. I think at the moment we all got really excited about it. I think, but like, I think it was actually Kieran who said it. You know, he's not the man we need. I think you both said it to be fair. And I was just taken over from my love of him and wanting him to come back, like a lot of uh, Manchester United fans. But certain signings shouldn't have happened, like Ronaldo. But certain signings, Bruno inspired one. Jane Santo, I'm sure and I'm certain he will turn out to be a good one. Cavani, I think he's been a great addition to Manchester United. I just think it's, they come in as really good players and something goes wrong the minute they step onto that training pitch. I don't know what it is. But saying about that, we brought in Ralph. Ralph brought in coaches from America in little teams. These players, if they were great coaches, they would be being signed and poached by other big uh, teams. And they're not. We got rid of bad coaches and it just seems that we brought in more bad coaches because we're not looking great on the football pitch. If anything, we're getting worse. 
So, do you think that's a, is that a willingness not to learn though? Is that did that kind of that entitlement, that feeling that they're better than these coaches? Because because these coaches could be great. I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere. If these guys have been, I think there was two people that came in from from New York Red Bulls or, or teams in the MLS, and, and these might be some of the best coaches, but. If if they're not being given the sort of respect upon arrival, because oh who's this guy? I'll have to Google it. You know, it, I think that could that could be the problem. And I actually think Ronaldo might get a bit, and maybe it's fair, but I think at times get a bit scapegoated for what has just generally been such some really poor. Uh, Marcus Rashford. I mean, I, I said it to you guys before. His decline has just been sad to see because this is a player that was once going to be, you know, the big star in England. He's some, someone that is like probably marketably one of the most important footballers in England in terms of what he does off the pitch. But he he's just he's just not good. Like and it's the same with Shaw, it's the same with Maguire. Dallo, Wambasaka, these guys are just average. He's average players. Like for, for Manchester United's level, obviously they're twenty times, billion times better than me. But these are average players, you know. Now don't so, put yourself but... down, Nathan. You know do. You might do a bit better than some of the players. Now, but I, I always I... feel bad about it because it's like I, I'm terrible. <laughs> we've said, we've all said this. We've all, we've all said this. Rashford, or I've definitely said it in the last couple of podcasts, and he's constantly being brought up in the last couple of podcasts. Rashford's decline in the last two years, to be honest, or two seasons at least, has been. So sad to watch. We all He started doing really poorly a season and a half ago and we thought, OK, look, he must be tired. Then it was like, OK, look, he's got uh, an injury. It must be the operation. After that, he'll come back with a whole new lease of life. Now we can't argue that he's tired. We can't argue he's got an injury. We can just put it down to the fact that he hasn't got it anymore or at least he hasn't got it in this moment. And I don't think it's going to come back anytime soon because he hasn't got the people around him to try and motivate him. He hasn't got... You know, the manager, it seems, doesn't really... He's a bit out of depth by the looks of things. I mean, I want people like Jesse Lingard to start. I want Bruno to be dropped. I want more youth players to be put in that first team. And I want the manager to turn around and say to these people that think they're invincible, you're not. If you're not playing well, you're not playing. We've got loads of youth players that have been in this uh, academy for years and they're waiting for a chance to break through. Rashford came in because of injuries. We don't need injuries to let youth players come into that first team. If players aren't playing great, demote them. Just drop them for a game or two and tell them, look, you might be on 150k, 200k, but that doesn't mean that you have to step out onto Old Trafford or any other pitch for that matter. Drop them because they've got two bigger personalities and they've got a morale. Oh, not morale. They're not the morale. That's the wrong word. They've got ego. Massive. Too big for Manchester United. Man United should be the biggest ego there. And they should just be lucky and grateful to be playing and putting on that shirt. But at the minute, they're not. Fuming. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, Nathan, you brought up Arsenal earlier. And I think that's a really good example of maybe how you can thrive from a football perspective when the ownership is let's not beat around the bush, dreadful. Um, you know, the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe, Bukayo Saka, Martinelli as well, getting those opportunities. And then also, in terms of buying players who may not be technically the best, they might not be world-class players. Everyone scoffed at the idea of Aaron Ramsdale and Ben White joining, joining Arsenal for a combined, what, about 85, 90 million. But I think I'd rather pay 15 million for a player that wants to play for the club as opposed to 30 for someone who's got this international pedigree with lots of trophies, who's, as Ollie said, looking to just add a, add a big name to the CV. You know, finding passion to play football shouldn't be hard. You, you've been given this gift to be talented enough to play football, but that only gets you so far. Hard work, determination, 
and just a bit of passion, caring. And, you know, it's it's so clear to me that, it, and they'll deny this, but United players, in terms of priority, it's mm, checklist, it goes wage, results, and then everything else follows. You know, they, they don't seem to care. And they can say all they want on Twitter, like, oh, we should be better. They can say all they want in interviews, we should be better. Be better then. You've... Mm-hmm been held to these standards because you're in the public eye you're a professional footballer you're on a ridiculous amount of money and that's why I think it is completely fair to criticize and say not necessarily what you want to say about them because you know there there are lines but if someone's playing bad you can absolutely say something about it because they are on a copious amount of money so I think it's perfectly acceptable for us to sit here and say listen you aren't playing well why are you still being picked and everything? You know, I, I think it goes back to what Ollie said as well about Jesse Lingard. Phil Jones came in for a game and yeah, he was a bit uncoordinated and he was a bit all over the place. And you could tell he hadn't played in 18 months. But what I did see was someone who cared. Someone who clearly put on that shirt and was like, I know these last two years have been tough. I'm fully aware that my ability is either not one that it once was or not the highest in this team. But... I'm going to give it absolutely everything. And that was most evident from the, the walkout from the tunnel. Every other player was glum face, head down, walking, slowly trudging onto the pitch. Phil Jones, head up, focused, concentrated, looking like he cares. And, and that's so so such a difference, it's clear to see. Alanga, when he was coming in as well, was like a breath of fresh air. And I just wish it wasn't him that missed that penalty because I think he could have been such a huge player over the next few months. He got that first goal in the Premier League. Um, he looked as though he was confident, raring to go. And, you know, I think that's what you need at this moment in time. You need players who clearly do care and understand what it means to play for the club and haven't got this ego about them. They've got, they're humble, you know, they want to, they just want to play football. And they understand the privilege they've got to play for Man United. And I think there's too many players in that dressing room who don't understand the privilege they have of playing for a club like Man United. I'm not yeah. going to Can I just jump in a sec? And I just yeah, want to say, uh, the lineup that I'm, I'm not going to say a full lineup here, but the players that I'm about to name right now, a lot of um, my United fans, if they saw this before going out in a game, like, let's say against Burnley or whatever, would probably think, oh my God, what on earth is the manager doing? But I think, honestly, I would quite enjoy seeing Brandon and Phil Jones in the centre-back pairing, you know, seeing Hannibal in the centre of that pitch, seeing uh, Shortai and Alenga out wide, Cavani up top, Lingard behind them. Because I think this team will actually want to be playing for Manchester United. I keep saying Cavani. I do think Cavani wants to play for United. I'm not sure why he wanted the time off, but I've seen in interviews that he constantly wants to do it and he puts his work rate onto that pitch. That guy, even if it's not to the extent of the youth players, definitely more than some of the first team players wants to be there. But that team of youth players, you know, De Gea in goal, I think that would do better because you will, and it will also, even if we lose, I think the fans would much rather see a United team go out there and actually play for the shirt put every tackle in, leave everything out there, rather than the, the players now that just stroll on the pitch. In front of these people that are play, paying so much money for these tickets, just to see people just not commit to anything. It's just so 
it's disrespectful from them to put that shirt on, to watch us pay this money, to watch them get all that money, and us, when we're working so hard, just to want to watch our team play this football, and for them to be on all this extortionate amount of money, to do nothing on that pitch. So I, honestly, I want them to drop them all. He's not going to do it. But if they can drop them all, put those players that I've just said in that team, and loads of other youth players, it, I'd love it. And I honestly would. I don't care if we go out there and get hammered 10-0 by Norwich. I'll be very sad. Trust me, I'd be sad. <laughs> but I'd be sad, but... It would say to those, it, but it would be nice to see people actually want to play with the shirt, okay? That's all I'm saying. 10 0 to Norwich would be very devastating. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst result ever. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Manchester United see out the rest of the season. I mean, they, they still could get top four. As I say, they're not in the top three conversation, but fourth is still very available. They're still in the Champions League. I mean, let's be, they probably won't win it, but they might. You never know. And, it, and how Ralph responds. And, and, and then you've got the, the manager search that starts in the summer. So it is going to be. Already interesting. Um, it, better not start in the, it better not start in the summer. I hope the manager oh, yeah, not start, start, but start it's right now. In the summer. Yeah, of course. But anyway, it starts with Southampton and see if they can recover from, from this horrible, that horrible week they had Middlesbrough Burnley. But that wraps up for us. It's been another great episode. I think it's been, it's been a really good episode. Make sure to check us out. Once you we spoke about Hannibal, there's a great article about him on the website. Make sure to check us out Once Football UK as well for our social medias. And we'll see you next week.